So yeah, I don't mean to like be disrespectful or anything, but Snoop is gonna watch DMX on Wednesday, right? Yeah, probably. Wait, this is news to me. Snoop and DMX are doing a versus. Uh huh. Huh. So your statement is Snoop is gonna watch DMX, and it's not to be disrespectful to DMX, but it's Snoop and Snoop's catalog. Snoop. Like it's oh, not fair. Yeah. DMX got a lot. Uh, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, but he doesn't <laughs> have Snoop level. Yeah, Snoop got Snoop has like eras, like different. He was like he hit a yeah, window yeah, here, yeah. then he jumped out, hit a window yeah. later. He's got the early two thousands, the nineties. He even got some later joints. Like, yeah, we know how point. I feel about DMX's catalog, but it's in the versus like ninety five percent of rappers from our the era we love. It would win, but Snoop is the five percent, and Snoop might be like the two percent if we're keeping it in the book. <laughs> Snoop yeah. is the one percent. Yeah, yeah. If, if the one percent yeah. is Snoop, Jay, and Wayne, I feel con- like competent, like calling that the one percent. And I don't even know if I would put Wayne there. Uh, if you're gonna Pharrell's in there, just oh, I would just speak longevity. I would just talk about stuff. But yeah, producers is a whole different. I was about to say that's a whole different. It's Pharrell and Dre. It's the two. Pharrell is getting one from each, at least a few from each of those people. <laughs> So like yeah. I was like going through like Snoop's just regular catalog, and then I had to think to myself like, well, shit, I didn't put in next episode, I didn't put in deep cover, I didn't put like, and then I started pulling up. So I was like, no, this is gonna be a, like, this is gonna be a yeah. wash. We're starting back at ain't nothing but a G thing, dude, and we're just going. <laughs> <laughs> like, does DMX score? Like, right. does DMX have a song? That oh Steve yeah, can't do? no, no, no. That's you the ain't question. Do DMX like that? DMX is gonna get a couple points. Okay. For well, sure. Okay, so what song does DMX have that Snoop doesn't have a response for? Well, that's it's like it, DMX has to be smart. No, 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 I got you, I got you. <laughs> DMX has to be smart. Like, if he throws out ain't nothing but a G thing, you don't use party air. You're going to burn that one. He's going to save party up or he throws, I don't know, sexual eruption out or something. I don't well, know. Assuming, <laughs> assuming, assuming party up is the last DMX song. Is it? Like he can't play it last. Yeah, it would have like okay. It would either be party. Yeah, so I was leaning Rough Riders anthem. Would be think, the last two. But... Snoop, Snoop can beat both of those. Uh, yeah, well, that, hmm. like if Snoop's last, he can. If Snoop's last songs are "Ain't Nothing But a G Thing" and "Gin and Juice," <laughs> and DMS's last two songs are "Party Up" and Rough Riders anthem, uh, Snoop yeah, wins. Yeah. Snoop can, can even throw "Ain't No Fun" in there, and Snoop still wins. Can he just be like? <laughs> Punt, I'm out. <laughs> oh man. Right out. What's my name? I mean, that would be the wise way to go. But um anyway, um yeah, it's like anyway. All right, let's move on. So thank you, um, guys, for joining us. Um, this is Chuck Rogers here, and we are here with the final edition of the 2000s to 2010 Best Lyricist Pod for the Triangle Nonsense Podcast. Um, we have Q Marcus, aka my name is my name. I spell it right, something like that. Um, we have t- Tim, aka T Time, aka Mr. Dumb It Down, Mr. Almost Famous, aka Slap Your Favorite Japanese DJ. <laughs> no, I'm but... not gonna do that. I'm not <laughs> at all. With world record, I'm not slapping anybody in Japan. Last thing we need is an international incident. <laughs> Another one, anyway. All right, so yeah, we're here today. We're gonna wrap this round up. Um, 
I'm going to kind of be the moderator here today because I didn't get some person in the finals, but we are very well represented here. Um, uh, Tim has two uh, representatives. Where did Joe Biden? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Tim has two representatives here in the finals. We have Eminem from the ones bracket and Lupe Fiasco from the twos bracket. And Q has Jay-Z from the threes bracket. So let's not with the threes bracket, yeah, y'all. Best draft steal of all time. So let's let's not waste any time. Um, I think to be fair, um, we'll do Tim, Marcus, and then Tim. Tim, you can choose who you present first. Ooh, all right. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna do M first. All right. So what we're here to do today is really we're just looking at the overall catalog that we've put forth, right? Because if we're being honest, the three songs we put in right now, but I think we're gonna consider other things a little bit, right? Just throwing that out there. But Eminem from 2000 to 2010 was on a tear the whole time. Keep that in mind, Marcus. I'm looking at you the whole time. So what I presented is three songs from three different time frames for Eminem. Well, somewhat. Uh, obviously, the first song is Eminem versus Jay-Z. So I picked Renegade. Duh. Right? You feel me? Had to do it. Good, which has already been used this podcast. So. Yeah, just just because you try to get strategic and try to I get just, it out of the way. That, it's not even strategic. I'm just saying you're picking old songs that we've already talked about. And did he get washed both times, Jay-Z? Did, did, did he get bodied on his own shit both times? That When you use it last round, I want to use it this round? I, it doesn't count as both times. I'm just saying. I'm just asking. Uh, so we got Renegade. You know, history doesn't happen again because you mention it again. That's, that's not how the I mean, if works. with the way that things are in this, <laughs> with the way the world is going right now, history does happen over and over again. We just keep talking about that <laughs> shit. Uh, I'm just going over the songs. I'm not even going to get into it. I'm just, I got Renegade by Eminem. And then, because I'm thinking, where was Eminem with great rappers? And then he showed his skill. Oh, there's a little song called Dead Wrong that he did with Biggie Smalls, who was, you know, a fantastic rapper. And then I went with Back End. Back end of the Eminem catalog, at least in this time frame, 2010-ish, we have Almost Famous off of Relapse. So going into this, my vision was I want to, I'm representing the spectrum. All the way through 2000 to 2010, Eminem still had it, even though he lost it for a second there. We're going to pretend Relapse didn't happen, and neither did Encore or, or parts. Anyway, so I guess I'll start with, uh, we'll start with Renegade. Right? Do I really need to go over Renegade, honestly? I think you do. Charles thinks you do. <laughs> what do you think? I'm curious. Because, I mean, we... what? Go ahead. Renegade. We listened to it last week. We listened to it this week. And we've known it forever. But continue. Sure. Uh, all right. Just refresh Charles's memory on on the, on the lyrics of this classic verse that was used against Jay-Z for the most of his career after it happened. Uh, I mean, really, Eminem just shows like Eminem. He shows the whole thing. He has the, the multisyllabic rhyme schemes. Uh, he's actually talking about something that has some uh, substance to it. And he's doing it on a track where Jay-Z is only doing that a little bit. So uh, if I have to pull out some lyrics... Um, now, who's the king of these rude, ludicrous, lucrative lyrics? Who could inherit the title? Put the youth in hysterics, using his music to steer, sharing his Jews and his mirrors. But there's a huge interference to saying you shouldn't hear it, which is like the start of his whole thing, because he kind of has that feel for both verses. Uh, 
And then we go, but I'm debated, disputed, hated, and viewed in America as a motherfucking drug addict like you didn't experiment, which I've noticed Eminem did for a long time where he was like, I'm bad, but y'all motherfuckers bad too. You're bad parents. You're bad individuals. <laughs> like <laughs> The more... It was 100% his... Y'all were with me when we were there. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was like, oh, I was doing the same shit y'all were. What are you talking about? Uh, but it goes shows the rhyme scheme. He's... The rhyme pattern is all over the place in this thing, which is one of his greatest skills. Uh, we got, oh, where he goes to, you fucking do good. It's too bad you couldn't do good at marriage, which I thought was funny. Uh, so that's the second verse is just up and down. Um, let me find the holy water line, because that's probably my favorite joint out of this. Ah, here we go. Uh, uh, so media scapegoat. Who can they be mad at today? See, it's as easy as cake, simple as whistling Dixie while I'm waving a pistol at 60 Christians against me. Go to war with the Mormons, take a bath with the Catholics and holy water. No wonder they try to hold me under longer. I'm a motherfucking spiteful, delightful, the new ice cube. Motherfuckers hate to like you. I mean, I don't really, like, what is the point of identifying individual lyrics in these verses? Like, you know what these verses say, and you know how good they are. Tell me your feelings. So, here's my feelings. Oh, Lord. Actually, no, you go, Marcus, you're on the ready. So we know, we again, you know these verses. We know where this stands. Um, so this song kind of breaks down the kind of MCs that Eminem and Jay-Z kind of are as a whole and like kind of have them on display as a whole. So Eminem, as we know, spent a lot of his career being super controversial in his music. And I 100% concur with your he spent a lot of that time calling out the people who were kind of saying he was controversial, being like, hey, I did this, but you did that. That was his lane. That was his lingo. That's what he did. And this is fully on display here. Eminem kind of gives you what he's going to say and what he's going to do very upfront. You have no doubt what he's doing. There's no room for imagination or interpretation. It is what it is. And the way he did it at the time, it was, there was no rappers kind of, Dinked and derived around it, and that's what kind of what made Eminem great. He was this white rapper that kind of did that, and they were like, "Oh, he's saying those things and doing those things. It's so provocative, and it worked." The reason I always told people that Jay Z didn't get killed on this song was because Jay Z was intricate in his verse. You and this is this isn't me arguing Eminem versus Jay Z. I think Eminem had the better verse in the song. I'm not. That's not my argument at all. My argument is that Eminem used his style in this song, which was, I'm going to give you these words. They're going to mean what they mean. They are what they're going to mean. And you're going to take that. Where Jay-Z raps his verses about um, abandonment, having to grow up early, and having to figure it out more intricately. Um, Jay-Z, and that's kind of Jay-Z's style, is that like he starts his verses, do you listen to music or you just skim through it? Uh, and that's kind of the big like thing between Jay-Z and Eminem. You don't have to deeply listen to Eminem's music, particularly this verse, to know what he's going to do. That doesn't make him less of a rapper, but that's the difference to me. In this particular is it's between Jay-Z and Eminem. Like Jay-Z gives you verses, gives you bars that you kind of have to, and this is not always the case, but a lot of Jay-Z's catalog is the, okay, that went by me. Let me go play that again. Okay, I get that so on and so forth. It isn't like a super intellectual thing, because I don't think it's that deep, but it is deeper than the stuff that I feel like Eminem gives in this particular song. And again, my argument isn't the basis of Eminem 
didn't get Jay-Z on this verse. Cause I think he did. I just think it wasn't the massacre that everybody's made out to be all these years. And if we're keeping it 100, Roy's got them both, but that's neither here nor there. It's a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah, okay. So that's, that's my thought. But overall, verses you picked here, outstanding. Like, it speaks for themselves again. And of course, this is the subject that Eminem is very, very firmly like with. Like, this is what he does. Like, he's blasting out. But honestly, the hypocrites that kind of overlooked his entire career. So, good question. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Marcus. I want to hear your response before I respond. I was going to let you continue through through your songs. Oh, because I, I think there's an interesting point to make at the end of them. Okay, sure. Uh, I just while I have that in my head, eh, no, nah, I'll save it for the back. We'll do it. We'll do it on the back end. All right. So I'm going to switch over to the dead wrong verse. So this verse is just why, why? Why is Marcus happy about this? No. Oh, I'm excited for you to tell us about this verse. Let's talk about it. Okay. I, I feel like I feel like he feels like there's a trap here, and I don't see it. We're gonna find out. All right, so I had this verse circled from a, from the beginning before we even like from round one. I had this verse as one verse that I was probably gonna use in round three. One, I think it goes to we're kind of talking about overall ability at this time, right? And it goes to the fact that Eminem was on par with whoever you want to throw. There was nobody you could put Eminem on a song with that you were like, I don't know if he can handle this kind of this kind of heat. And obviously, he's on a song with Biggie Smalls that people greatly enjoy. Great verse. And it has a theme to it. I think Eminem did a great job of following. The theme is being outlandish, which works perfectly for Eminem. <laughs> that's that's a theme? Of Dead Wrong? Did you hear Biggie's verses? Mm-hmm. He's just talking about, like, uh, sodomizing people and cutting them with razors. Like, <laughs> age doesn't matter. Young, fresh, and green. Like... That's the whole theme of the song is just to say some outlandish shit. And then Eminem comes and says some outlandish shit. But the reason that I think it is a great verse is it's 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 a technical verse to me. Like the way that the rhyme patterns work. I mean, I can pull out it's one verse. So I'll start at the beginning. Uh, the seven different levels of devil worship and horses, heads, human sacrifices, cannibalism, candles and exorcism, animals having sex with them, camels, mammals and rabbits. But I don't get into that. I kick the habit. That is goofy. But it's also very, like, the rhyme scheme is impressive, is it not? The rhyme scheme is impressive, yes. That's what I'm talking about. This is definitely a technical, like, this is a technical exhibit here. This is not about, oh, he said something provocative. Because to be honest, nobody said anything, like, deep on dead wrong. It's just about saying some crazy shit and making it sound good, which I think Eminem does a good job of. Um, Then I'll just skip the middle, even though he said some good shit in there. Uh, my Uzi's heavy as George. Yeah, you met me before. I just didn't have this large arsenal of weapons before. A marshal will step in the door. I'll lay your head on the floor with your body spread on the bedspread. Red on the wall, red on the ceiling, red on the floor. Get in the whore, met on the second, wet on the third, and she's dead on the fourth. I'm dead wrong. So it's the same kind of the technical skill when you look at where he's actually rhyming at. Uh, it's a it's a fantastic verse, and it's done on a big stage. That is my elevator pitch for picking this verse. Commentary. Anything? Bueller. I I think it's one of those it's one of those verses where M gets into his like weird M bag and just starts chucking words at you. But he does it in a technically proficient way that is wildly right. impressive. Yeah, that is the I get it. I don't think I think if you can compare his verses to Big's verses, Big's verses are more cohesive and still have more of like an arc to them. As opposed to 
M who just kind of, especially the way it starts where he kind of just starts mm-hmm. chucking words and then kind of backs off them and goes, well, I don't do that. And then it still takes him another four or five lines to get to where he's actually going into a kind of, I'll do this, I'll do that, like, arc. Hmm. But it feels like the first half of the verse is him showing off how proficient he can be and sacrificing meaning to the verse. Hmm. I didn't have sacrificing meaning to the verse. I guess that goes back to my interpretation of the song. I agree, like, Biggie, I mean, in the song, Biggie is rapping about just abusing a family (laughs) for half of it. But I don't think, uh, I don't think there's meaning in Biggie's verses. He's just saying, like, I'm going to do some awful shit, and then he raps it in a slick way, which I guess we can get into different kinds of lyricism at some point where are you a slick rapper? Are you a substance rapper? Can you combine it together? I will say I think Eminem generally combines them together very well, which is why he's revered in the way that he is. In this particular verse, I will agree. Like I don't think there's some connecting element in the verse. I think the first half, he's just doing cannibalism stuff, and then he switches to... I'll go to war, machetes and swords for anybody that said he was raw, that kind of thing. Like he just switches to guns and murder. And then at the end, he just finishes with something outlandish. So yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you that. I don't know that Biggie's verses are more, uh, I'm not going to say Eminem did, had a better verse than Biggie on this song or anything, but yeah, I mean, I think it's all in the same bag as far as what they're trying to do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Charles, anything? Or can I move on? All right. So, this last one was really, really difficult. (laughs) I'm talking just staring at the screen, listening to lyrics, going back and forth. I picked Almost Famous. So, I had to figure out what I was comfortable picking and being the thing that I put in. And I, we had this conversation off. Me and Marcus briefly had this conversation off the podcast. What am I willing to, quote unquote, lose with if it goes that way? Almost Famous is one of my favorite verses on, or his favorite section of verses on recovery. Honestly, it was between this and No Love on that particular album, which No Love is a good verse. I think, huh? Go ahead. I think you nailed it. I, I like this verse better, what? for sure. Yes. Uh, the No Love verse is very good. And the reason I even looked at it is because I was thinking of what it did. It came out and we were like, oh, damn, M can still, okay, M's still rapping. He's back. We, we don't have to deal with relapse a little bit. But then when I heard this joint, I was like, all right, M got it still. It ain't gone. I believed it after the Mariah Carey diss. I thought I believed Eminem was back in his right mind after the Mariah Carey diss. <laughs> he dropped the Mar- Mariah Carey diss, and I was like, "Oh, M's off the pills. Let's go, y'all." But, yeah, but it was more to me the Mariah Carey diss thing was it wasn't like he wasn't using weird accents and doing dumb shit. He wasn't talking about big weenies and all of that. That was the Mariah Carey diss to me. Right. I, of course, you know the Mariah Carey joint was pinned and starred on my joint, but when I listened to it, like. It's really, really good. It's a really, really good song. Lyrically, it's not that complex because he didn't have to be. It's more what he said and how he did it, which is the eight mile uh, tactic. And he uses that way more than I thought he did. Because in the middle of that verse, he's just like, what you gonna tell people I was ugly and that you didn't want to have sex with me? Well, I'm gonna say it first. If I'm embarrassing you, if you're embarrassing me, I'm embarrassing you. Like that's what he did the whole time. He literally says that. Yeah, directly. But going back to Almost Famous, I think this is M doing, like I said earlier, he has a technical skill. He's actually saying something with it because this is him kind of describing a 
I started at the I'm started from nothing and I made it to the top, but doing it in a different way. I mean, not the top, because at the end of the verse, he's essentially signed and going. But uh, when you really listen to it, that's what he's talking about. But he has I mean, he kicks in the door. See what I did there? See what I did there? Anybody? No? Okay. Uh, so the first line out of this joint, I stuck my dick in this game like a rapist. They call me some Roethlisberger. I go berserker than a fed up post office worker. Feel what you want to feel about how complex that line is, but Slim Roethlisberger at that time was a hell of a line to start out a verse with. And that's, for me, it's a stark difference between early Eminem and old Eminem. But like grown Eminem at this point will give us I took my game like a rapist, and everybody kind of turns and looks at him. He's like, no, 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 but I'm also going to flip this into a weird social commentary thing now. Right. And you're like, oh, so you're yeah. just a whole adult now? Okay, cool. Yeah. And he has the ability to do it. So, yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really cool that he was able to do that. And he does it a few times because I was listening to some other verses. And he has another Ben Roethlisberger line. When we consider at the time, everybody, including the NFL, was like, look away. Just, just look away. Uh-huh. We, Mike, Mike Fick went to jail. We don't want no more smoke. Just Slim's just rape. I mean, or Roethlisberger's just raping people in bathrooms. We're not going to talk about it. Keep doing footballs. So the fact that Eminem on his this joint, which is kind of a comeback joint, decides to just go there, I thought was impressive. Uh, blah 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 blah. I like the beginning of all of these. I will say in that first verse, he does an interesting little thing where he does the. Uh, shit stain draws when the chainsaw gets to waving like a terrible towel. Then he brings that back at the end. Uh, I I didn't even catch that the first few times that I listened to it, but doing this, I was like, oh, snap, he brought that around. Okay. Um, I would go with the next line that I really like. Oh, I like the uh, pulling out all the stops. Anyone who touch a mic prize, not even Austin Powers. How the fuck are they Mike Myers? Tell the psycho to pass the torch to the wacko before I take a shit in the jack o' lantern and smash it on his porch. Now get off my dick. Dick's short of a word for my dick. Get off my anti-disestablishmentarianism, you prick. It's super goofy, but I really, really like it. I don't know how y'all feel, but I like it. <laughs> it's like... It- it's super dumb Eminem, but like also I read too much while I was around. Like, <laughs> hey, M, do you know what the longest word in the English language is? Yeah, I should compare my dick to it. I mean, like, oh, okay, that's a weird way to get there, but you got I there. I mean, man. that's a one to one longest word. Got to compare my dick to it in a rap. Duh. Like, there's no other options really. Uh, and then I really like the start of the third verse. Um, now here he goes in Dre's studio, cupping his balls, screaming the wood off the panel and cutting the paint off the wall, spewing the hate to these haters, showing no love to these bras. He's giving them shit. They say, oh, pinch a penny so hard, he'll leave a bruise on the bronze so dark. You can see the mark and the scars. So Abraham Lincoln is screaming out awe, which is still like slightly goofy Eminem at the end. But it had a perfect feel for this song. Like he's just, I'm going. I'm just, he's just spitting, going through the verse. I thought this overall verse he has the anger that he had from when he was younger and he's able to actually put it together in a good verse now when you look at relapse he tried to do like on 3am is a good example where he's doing the crazy angry Eminem thing but he just didn't have the flow and the words to to make it hit the way that he could have so for me almost famous was like a all right M still got bars and it's 2010 jay-z in 2010 i don't know that's all i'm saying go ahead Oh, I've got Jay Z in 2010. Oh, it was one of yours from 2010. It, two of them. Black album was 2010. Was it not? No. 
That no. shit was after high school, absolutely, bro. Ab- ab- absolutely, that was like oh six. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was like oh three. No, we were out of high school when Black Album came out, right? No, it wasn't oh six. I didn't. No way. No. You're right. Oh, yeah. what more can I say? Came out senior year of high school. I have a distinct memory from that. Yeesh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so you're telling me is that we're just old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, we <laughs> Absolutely, we're old. Um, so this is one of my favorite songs yes. on almost on recovery. First of all, but it does walk the dangerous line of blending all the things I don't like about Eminem verses together. Okay, um, where he gets a bit wordy um, and he gets really goofy. But I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said like, whereas on relapse he kind of did this and it didn't go. He didn't like able to pull the verses together to be somewhat cohesive. On here, it kind of works. So that's kind of my thought on it. So it's a little, a lot of bad, but overall, the overall product is um, good. Um, do you have comments on this song, Marcus, in particular? Or are you kind of okay? No, I'm good. Because if you don't, okay. Um, so you're done with Eminem now, right? Yeah, and I just want to say I agree with nope. you, Charles. That is exactly how I feel about this song. He was walking a line with okay. bad Eminem. He's almost there, <laughs> yeah, he like but then he tight. just <laughs> taking it off. And I was like, yes, okay, good. Yeah, okay. Um, I have some post-Eminem questions since we're kind of done with him for this discussion sure. necessarily. Why didn't you use The Way I Am? All right, so. Because <laughs> I just knew that was coming. Honestly, when I went through the lyrics of that song, they're good, and what he's saying is really good, but like... The actual lyrical content isn't that complex to me. I mean, obviously, y'all feel different, and I'd love to hear it because I, I had that was another one started okay. and ready to go, and I kept I kept listening to it and reading the lyrics, and I was like, what he's saying is heavy as hell. Like he's actually getting into something, but I was just like, he, you know, he can do that a lot. That's why I didn't use "Lose Yourself." So, so I guess the question I have, this is a good kind of like segue before we go to the next person into like the type of lyricism that you're mm-hmm. into. So you took this project and you were very much very specific lyrics. This is what's on paper that works, which kind of in theory works for Eminem's style. But like I, when I hear some rappers, like I think the lyricism and I think of lyricism that way too, but I think you could, it kind of works both ways. Yeah. Like the way I am is a perfect example of a song that's like, Hey, those specific words that he's using may not be that deep, like the source and complex, but the way he's using them and what he's saying kind of makes it hit harder than like putting those big words there. Yeah. Does that kind of make sense? Absolutely. And I agree with you on that okay. being an element of lyricism. I think I've actually used that as a defense for people before, because I think there's definitely multiple yeah. levels. It's what you're saying is how you're saying it. There's the technical aspect. There's a lot of that to it. Just, it was like with Stan, right? I picked Stan last yeah. round. Stan is not like, from a technical standpoint, not that complicated, but what he's able at a, actually able to do with what he's saying was super impressive in putting the story together that way. Uh, so I completely yeah. agree with that. I just didn't get that feel from the way I am. I feel like it was no, that's yeah, right. but that's I completely right. respect it. It's a great song. It's a phenomenal yeah. song. Okay. Apparently, I viewed the way I am way different than the two of you. How do you view it? Because I, I would like I would have absolutely thrown it in here. Just as far as like lyrical, yeah. As far as like lyrical content, (laughs) Uh like when I don't want to like pull out lyrics because it's good, but like there's bars in there that are just they're not, you're right, they're not like complicated, they're not deep. It's him just talking, yeah, but he like compacts it into a perfect little segment. There's just segments of that that are just perfect to me, okay? That's fair. Like I, I completely. I mean, it's a great song. I love the song, and I, it's uh, 
he's a, I mean, that's all of Eminem. He's able to do so much. He can just be technical, but then he is, he was able to say something that had merit and substance and be introspective at a time where that wasn't popular at all in a way that was palatable for like everybody, which is very unique. Right. Most of your rappers that do the introspective thing, you're like, Oh, okay. This is the introspective song where you get a little deep. Button. Yeah, yeah, that's his whole career, though. <laughs> I was actually thinking, yeah. I was kind of thinking Jay Z. When Jay Z gets introspective, it's usually pretty clear that's what he's doing. Uh, is that our transition? Yeah, yeah. So go ahead. Because, well, I'll reverse my order because what ended up being my song that I picked third was one of those songs. So I picked Allure from the Black Album because to me, that's Jay-Z's love letter to the game. And so I find it more, it's important for what it was and what it said. And I think that he was able to put it in a way that I find impressively put together. I think Charles will disagree with me, but I think it's, it's a perfect um, mission statement for him. It tells us why he was there. It tells us why he's not really retiring and he's going to be back. And it gives us all of this in one little package. I mean, I like the verses. It was good. I mean, it was it's a good, well-crafted song. I, w- I didn't yeah. come away thinking, whew, that Jay-Z can rap. But obviously, I already know Jay-Z can rap. Uh but yeah, the song, well, I mean, and I liked it because Jay-Z didn't always do that. And he wasn't always known for that stuff. Like as far as a a general artist, if you go to somebody and go give me the Jay-Z pitch, he was going to be, I think most people would look at him as he was slick with the rhymes and he was able to represent the street life and blah, 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 and do all of that in a very clever way. And I mean, it's in the same camp as the Biggie conversation, right? Biggie was able to talk right. about what he was talking about and do it in such a way that was slick lyrically, but also... So you're able to just you're able to take it in very well. So I think he did a good job of that in this and actually putting some substance behind it. So I respect these verses for sure. Yeah, I think um, I definitely put Jay-Z in more of the he can do the super wordy wordsmith thing, but he kind of excels when he's trying to tell this tell the story and the narrative through his verses. He's definitely that kind of lyricist. Um, I don't know if I could be objective about the lure. Allure is like my favorite Jay-Z song of all time. And he just, um, it's so relatable, like in every kind of level of life. And the way he tells the story, like you can pull things from what he's telling the story and make it applicable to what you're doing in your life today. Like I felt that way in high school. I felt that way in college. I feel that way today. And that's why it kind of resonates. But yeah, I I think the, I think that the struggle of figuring out how much you're willing to sacrifice to be where you want to be is a universal truth, right? Whether you're playing sports, whether you're rapping, whether you're just at work trying to grind it out, like how much are you willing to put into what you're doing to be good at it, to be great at it? And I think alert taps into that and it taps into that motivation and that kind of back and forth relationship between a person and anything that they are really passionate about. And so because it is so universal, it's a song that kind of appeals to everyone because everybody in their own way has experienced it. 
I agree with that. So um, I really thought you were going to transition and say because you're trying to figure that out, you want to make sure you don't have 99 problems, and that was going to be your segue. Your <laughs> I should have done that. I did not do that. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I obviously. So my second song is 99 Problems for obvious reasons, um, which I enjoy as one of Jay's. I think I I feel like this is graduate level Jay. This is Jay being like, yeah, this is how I get into grad school and elevate beyond just the regular rapper pantheon. And so we get him and these three individual stories that he connects together, the three different uses of the word bitch, his fighting with the cops him getting pulled over and then him just talking wild Jay-Z shit at people. Um, I just enjoy how he kind of takes his, these different situations and kind of gives us his perspective and then is able to tie them all together. Thoughts? I, I mean, yeah, I like, I, I didn't <laughs> expect, uh, for some reason I wasn't thinking that you were going to pick 99 problems. So when I saw it, as soon as I saw it, of course, I started thinking about the verses and I was like, yeah, of course. I love the second verse. I think it's fantastic. The little story yeah, that right. he tells is great. I didn't remember having those feelings about the other two verses. Going back, I always love the first verse. The third verse is good. But I mean, it's kind of it's kind of your typical rapper stuff, like because the the way it relates to the word. <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, the second verse is definitely the pinnacle for me. And the first verse, he's actually it's got some some something in it. But uh, the third verse is just, you know, it's regular rapper stuff, but it fits with the theme. Like you said, he's doing the bitch, bitch, bitch. So, yeah. And to me, that's another one where Jay-Z got to that third verse and was like, OK, how do I finish what he's basically turned into this social commentary on the justice system and like goes to round it all out and just, it gets a little bit rough. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not as polished as the other two verses at all. And that, I mean, that I think that he could, he should have been able to do it too. Cause what he's talking about, I mean, there's a lane I think to go into that using the word bitch again and what it represents because he's basically just saying this dude is a bitch and wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight, all of that kind of stuff, right? Which I will say right. was in the bucket of that whole wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight thing. It was up there with like, okay, we got to stop doing that one. We've How many times are we going to use that <laughs> line before we stop? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he, I feel like he should have been able to close it out with the other things that he's rapped about before. Like he could have gone into a you feeling like a bitch is going to get you into some shit you don't need to be into. So how about you? You know, there's lots of directions. Could have gone yeah. But he decides to go to like a weird, like, um, anti bail in media coverage, like thing, which was a weird direction to go at the end of it. Yeah. I don't It like, yeah, it's like he, he almost shoehorned the last eight in there. Just to get them off. And then he finished with, I'll shoot you, though. <laughs> like, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Which kind of takes away a little bit from what you were <laughs> you were going with. But. Also, it's like at that point in his career, he clearly wasn't shooting. Hell no. He may make a cold call to shoot somebody. Right. But. Beans had made that clear. 
(laughs) No, he literally explicitly said it on a track and had me go to the video to say, I will shoot you. All of you that are watching BET right now, I just want you to know, if you piss Jay off, I'll be the one to shoot you. If there's any confusion, right. Answer the door. When I knock, don't make this hard. I don't like running. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, good good selection. Charles, you have any thoughts? Are you um, ready for me to get to the last song? Uh, no, I'm kind of cool. That's not one of my favorite Jay Z songs, but I like the word. I like what he did on the song. It's just not one that I run to. So that's my thoughts. This is personal preference. Any thoughts about the next song coming up? Oh, jeez. Okay, cool. Oh, right. <laughs> so when we started this. I started doing my research and I listened to this song once and it got circled and just wrote final. <laughs> it was like the first thing. It's like, yeah, you're not coming. So it is the intro to the dynasty. Just Jay by himself. No hook, no nothing. Um, where he starts out at the theme song to the Sopranos plays in the key of life on my mental piano. Got a strange way of seeing life, like I'm Stevie Wonder with beads under the do-rag. Intuition is there, even when my vision's impaired, yeah. Knowing I can go, just switching a spare on the highway of life, nigga. It's sharpened my sight, oh, keen senses ever since I was a teen on the benches. Every time someone like Ennis was mentioned. So he starts out just going in, he takes the Stevie Wonder thing and like flips it twice. He plays with the senses and all that. It's just, it's a great J verse. Yeah, I have nothing to say. Yeah. It's a great J verse. The first time I heard that, like, no lie, I didn't realize he was going Stevie. Like, he's, he plays in the key of life. And then I didn't realize he was going to double back and go Stevie again. I was like, shit, that's just impressive. It is. It is. <laughs> it's like, that's that's just well rounded. So, do you? I, yeah. This verse is just monstrous. Yeah. Uh-huh. I for I and this is another one where you put it up and I was like, what is because I used to listen to the Dynasty album all the time, but it didn't stick in my head. And then I heard it and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> this was a fantastic <laughs> verse. Um yeah, I mean, I this is this is Jay-Z. This is prime Jay-Z. Like this is this is what he's capable of. This to of. me is Jay-Z's mission statement, right? You're like, hey Jay, what do you what do you rap about? He's like, listen to this and it'll tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, in two minutes at that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which is <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Go ahead. Yeah. It you, just you, you, wonderful efficiency. I wish I could like firmly break down how many times I've mentally said in my head that only psalms are readers on the palms of my niggas. Like <laughs> how many times I want to say that out loud <laughs> said it with my parents around. It's like, bro, it's just just Absolutely going to get my ass whipped for that. But. You, you bring up a good point because going through this, I was thinking about the lines that stuck <laughs> in my head because there's just lines that like I just say in my head randomly, and then I doing this. I obviously Lupe being my favorite rapper, he has a number of them. Some of them, I, a lot of them aren't. I didn't pick a song to put on here, but they're just in there. Yeah, and that, that I think that has an impact. Like uh, like the the second Jay Z verse on Ninety Nine Problems is one where like little parts of that are just in my head. They just pop up here yeah. and there. Uh, I think that definitely has a value. So to be able to impact, yes. I guess, music that way to where we as a collective all do it. You know what I'm saying? Is usually there's a couple of those songs where everybody has it. If you say the beginning, everybody knows the rest of it. Well, thinking about all the times we got together playing Taboo, and we literally just used song lyrics to win in Taboo. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's why we got uh... <laughs> And not even like full song lyrics. Because <laughs> they were like, you can't do rhyme. Yeah. Oh, you can't rhyme words. You'd be like, 
think that's going to be a problem? You think I need the Rocky before? <laughs> Are you crazy? You think, think I need the full song? <laughs> that is not well, That's just wasting here. time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, I, I thought it was a good selection. Yeah. Yeah. So, from I really like that verse. A lot of these J ones, I really felt are iconic in a lot of ways. And they're just ones that everybody knows, right? They're just so ubiquitous, which was a tough choice. The song that I left off for Allure was PSA. Because I could not get a feel for how lyrical PSA actually was. It's absolutely monstrous. It's a big track. It's a big beat. And he goes in. But it's not like his most well-crafted song. But I think that history carries it well. So... I think you made a good decision leaving it off. Yeah, I agree. Because that was that was how we had this conversation. After he sent his songs, he was like, "Is PSA lyrical?" I went back and listened. I think that's a beat. That's a beat and moment over the actual lyrical content of the song. Yeah, like when that joint comes on, obviously we all, you know, it's it's right. PSA. But yeah, I, I think what's actually in the song, not as much. So yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Right. Um. Before we move on to Lupe, um, I have a question for you, Mr. Marcus. Um, why didn't you pick Breathe Easy? It seemed like a slam dunk. It probably <laughs> would have been. <laughs> it probably would have been. Okay, um, just, just, just curious. I, yeah. I know you listened to it because you sent me a text referencing it. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. At a certain point, I just got so deep, and I had so many choices. It was I was just in the Jay Z matrix with just songs all around. No, that's fair. Yeah. This is my life. Yeah, and I only had I really only had two spots to play with because Dynasty was in there from the beginning. <laughs> so, that was the hardest part. Point. I found myself wishing we left it at five because I was like, "Shit, if I left it at five, I'd be fine." But I was doing the same thing. Right? I'm talking about like rubbing my head, like, "Ah, who do I pick? What do I pick for these this last slot that I have?" Um. Which Lupe was, was the worst for me? Go ahead. Really, I was like, I was trying to switch up my listens because I'd be like, okay, so I like if I was drunk, I would sit there and I listen to the song. I'd be like, okay, I need to come back and listen to this again when I'm sobered up. Make sure this is really lyrical because I thought this was like before. <laughs> I did like a few repeating times. listens. <laughs> Yeah, like, um, I had a glass of bourbon before that one. We got to redo this. It gets yeah, it gets inside your head, and then I had to do a. I had to set up my own little brackets for the songs because I would listen to, I would listen to this song, this song, this song. <laughs> get to the fourth and fifth song, be like, shit, is that better than the first song? I got to go back, and I got to listen, and then I, and then I would spiral out. That was the worst thing that I would do. I would listen to the four that I was thinking about, and then I'd be like, man, let me just listen to something different. Pick another Lupe song. I'm like, oh, this is a verse. Oh, all right, now we got six and seven. <laughs> For when we do the uh, post pod, I've got Pusha T stories exactly like it's, that. It's bad. Yeah, man. I think that's too. That's the good thing about having the week timeline. You kind of have to make decisions. Like with this particular model for what we did, pushing it out an extra two weeks would have just given people more time to sit and stew. So I think for this particular thing, it works that we had the quick turnaround. I would have ended up like reason. mixing up my own <laughs> tracks and been like, I will present to you a half PSA, half a lore. <laughs> yeah, I've been in here with a time machine. Like, let me go and put this on YouTube in 2009, please. That was the other thing. I was like, just put something on YouTube that has like, like with Jada Kiss, where he put a couple of verses together in a freestyle. I was like, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. I don't have to think about this anymore. Um, yeah. But with that, I'll go ahead and get into Lupe Fiasco. I'm not going to lie to you. 
I, I Lupe was the one I felt the most responsibility for because I like him so much. This reestablished my belief that Lupe is the best rapper. Best rapper. That would just say best rapper. In my for me. Go ahead. Say more words. <laughs> from Chicago. I think for me works. I mean, and for me was was against protest. He's just so good, y'all. He's just so. The pause was really long. (laughs) It wasn't real. Anyway, continue. Uh, So for Lupe Fiasco, dumb it down was the joint. Like like Marcus said, circled in the beginning. Dumb it down was. I didn't know where I was gonna put it. I knew it was going somewhere. And then once I got to failure, and I used failure around run, I was like, all right, dumb it down is round three. There's, there's no way I'm burning it around two because I got I got to have a heat. Uh, Dumb It Down is one that's hard to pull lyrics out of it because he connects so much together. And why this couplet works so well is because he's referencing the one from five ago and he flipped it three times in between. So, I mean, I can pull individual lyrics out of Dumb It Down if y'all want, but... Please. God, these verses are. Please don't. I, they're so intricate. <laughs> they're so intricate. <laughs> this is what we we we, so, we we are fully. I'm just gonna get into it. You said, go ahead. Is there a point where Lupe over Lupe's this song? This song, I don't think so. There is a point in his career where you he don't. does, but not in this song. <laughs> go ahead. I no. I this song is just so very Lupe for me, mm-hmm. where it's like. I don't know. Like Lupe has this opinion where like he loses me at the white people impression, despite it being hilarious. Like no one's complaining to Lupe that his rhymes are making people want to get out of the hood. Like, no, that that was happening already. Lupe, you're not responsible for any of oh, that. Oh, you're talking about the hook. OK, I was like, when does he do a white people his, thing in the yeah. verse? I was very confused. <laughs> I, like, I don't remember no. that. <laughs> but, you see, I don't because he changes up his hook so much that like there is. I don't feel like calling any of them actually the hook, but yes, it is the hook. I know what you're saying. Okay, so that that lets Lens. Okay, I know what you're trying to say. I thought you meant like in the way he was rhyming. Does he outlupe himself? Yes. A la the Eminem verse where he almost goes too far. Eminem doing the, they're trying to get about the hood, Lou, dumb it down. I was like, I don't, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're putting a little bit too much <laughs> sauce on it. But to me, yeah. that is not the point. Like, I, the hooks are the hooks. Like, I feel like what cool. he's trying to say. So, yes, yeah. into his verses, he gets super intricate and he, it just, Dumb It Down is technically proficient and it is lyrically impressive. And it reeks of someone that spent way too much time in a room by themselves writing these lyrics and rewriting these <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> just getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Into it, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, wait, no, no, I'm going to bring that back from seven lines ago. And then this one from five. Yeah. And that equals 12. So then 12 lines from here, I'm going to go down here. And you're like, Luke, what are, what are you doing, dog? <laughs> yeah. He has a mess of strings on the wall where he's just connecting shit together. <laughs> like, yeah. But, and this goes back to our conversation about what you value in lyricism. To be able to do that, but then actually, the verses don't feel like they just scatter out into nothing. Like, he actually pulls it together, and it's a package, a tight package. Yeah, he puts it together tightly. Like, I let me just be clear. Yes, Dumb It Down is 100% the ramblings of an insane man, but it is wildly impressive, and it's very good, and he nails it. Yes. Like, those 72 hours by himself in a room were paid off. <laughs> but Yeah, I uh, – yeah, it's all in here. It's just all in here. 
the whole brainless, headless, Ichabod craneless, all of that. It's just, yeah. Any the first and the third verse are like mirror each other in a way. It, it's I don't know. I I feel like I should say something that's more analytical about it, but it's just like, it's it's just Lupe. It's just what he's capable of doing. This is him. This is like the show off song. Like, oh y'all want to see what I can do? Okay, here we go. I'm just give y'all this, and I'm gonna release it as a single. Let's see how that works. And then, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't. I feel like there's nothing else to say about the Dumb It Down verses. Everybody knows. Not really. And I will say yeah. this saved me from myself because he, like what you're saying, where the ramblings of an insane man. There's another song called Twilight Zone where he is completely in the like head down in his own reflection, like trying to figure out the world. And it's great lyrically, but I'm like, I don't, this shit doesn't connect to it. He's just going like it all connects to itself, but it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's a mixtape yeah. cut. It doesn't really matter. Um, but to be able to put it together in a song and package it this way is impressive. So I'm going to go with dead presidents next. <sighs> so this is just a lyrical exercise song. This was the hardest one to pick. I had like seven different directions of the type of song I wanted to put here. So this one came out of, I have to pick something or I'm going to go insane. I had the joint where he's talking about conflict diamonds and he's getting into that and he's very Lupe with it. Uh, I had a different joint where he's doing like a multi-level thing, like in Dumb It Down, but in different verses. I had a thing where he does that, but he's switching styles and then he's stitching it together at the end. You're just bragging about Lupe now. Oh, am I? My bad. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I landed on Dead Presidents. One, I think for gamesmanship, I think it's interesting that he's on Dead Presidents, obviously, as a JCB. Uh, Go ahead. You got something to say? You can throw it in. And I didn't. No, we'll, we'll get there. I didn't do this as a he smoked Jay Z on his own beat. Although I listened to it and he acquits himself just fine, which I feel like is the best. Nice I think he does fine. Yeah, I don't think he beats Jay Z's original, but there is a if you're gonna get on X beat, you have to rhyme X well. Yes, you have to get at least this much on the test, right? To be respected. I think he got that. Cool. You don't. He Lupe's, I, I don't know, man. When the me. dude's throwing Beverly Cleary references in the middle of rapping, <laughs> like, who are you talking to, man? Like, what's your audience for this? Everybody. That's the thing. That's it's funny you say that because I was listening to the song and in the comments, somebody mentioned, like, I can't believe you threw that in there. I love that. Like, he's got, I mean. Just to be, so I can explain this to listeners. Tim sent this. It's a YouTube video that was posted 10 years ago and has a total of 825 views. Oh, well, there's like 18 YouTube videos of this song. <laughs> like, it's just the one that I picked. No, but like, how little do people listen to or reference this for 80 people in the world to listen to it a year? I don't think that's representative of anything. Are you just saying okay. it's obscure? Is that is that the point? Yeah, so sure. I'm saying yeah, it's yeah. very obscure and inaccessible. Inaccessible, I don't think is true. Obscure, sure. But it's literally just a video I picked. I could pick one with a couple thousand, but I don't know that that means anything for our for what I mean, we're talking a about. Thousand? No, not when it's just uh, when Lupe gets this deep in his bag, right? Mm-hmm. And he's throwing out. Beverly Cleary and Savion Glover references. And you're just like, I honestly just, Lupe raps for Lupe. 
uh, like he he has such a specific build out of references that aren't that universal or even that wide that sometimes it loses me i would disagree with wide but agree with universal yeah you're right i mean it's a i mean we're kind of having the same conversation we had a couple of rounds ago where it's it's the the family guy the heady comedy show where they're going to reference 200 things you're going to catch 90 of them or 60 of them or whatever, you just enjoy the ones that you catch and you miss the others. Maybe you go back and look it up and then there you go. But it's like, I don't think, are you, are you saying that's a demerit on the verse because he doesn't have references that everyone will get when they listen to the verse or that they won't get every every reference? I think it's somewhat uh, negative, right? Because he's not reaching, like, I don't know. I feel like as a lyricist, right? You're trying to write something that people get. Mm-hmm. And if people don't get it, then I think you've somewhat failed your mission. But in, do you want everybody to get the whole thing? I think, so I'm looking at this song, right? He has a PD. I'm just looking percentage-wise. Okay. Well, uh, I would say the people who rhyme like this, and I mean, I, I would say Jay-Z is not in this camp because you're going to understand the references that Jay-Z is making if, you know, because he's in... He references stuff that's universal in the culture. One, Lupe, at this time, rap was kind of transitioning, right? Lupe was kind of at the front of the transition to kind of the more of the nerdy video game, you know, stuff that we don't typically hear in rap songs. Backpack rappers. Yeah, essentially. I mean, if if that's what you want to call it. And I think it's branched out now where if you listen to a regular rap song, I mean, you're whoever is going to reference Dragon Ball Z while they're also talking about guns. Like, they'll do both. Um, So he's at the front of that. So I'll give you that. But to me, I mean, he references Petey Crack, he references Dolomite, he references Training Day, and he references Savion Glover. Like, you're going to catch one of them joints. Like, some of this is in, you know what Morse code is, or you know what Tony Danza is. Like, something is in your, something is in your wheelhouse. He references Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and white people not putting sugar in Kool-Aid. So, I mean, you're going to get something out of the verse here. And I, yeah, so I don't really look at it as if your references are not all taken because historically, even when we look at the rappers that we have to rewind, I feel like a lot of those verses had stuff where you were like, "Mm, I don't even know what he's saying here. And then you look it up and you're like, oh, okay, he's referencing X movie that I haven't seen before. Jalupe does to me all the time. I've never seen Fresh. I don't know that movie, but he has references in here. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why do all your favorite rappers like to ruin movies? Yeah, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing for you. I'm still mad at Joe Budden. And he's still... He, Joe Budden ruined Million oh Dollar Baby God. for no reason. It was on we had the my DVD. DVD. It was on the dresser. Like, right there. Like, I'm looking at the it as he's saying it. Like, it makes... The funniest thing about that, it took me a few times for him to even realize that he ruined it. Oh, my God. He's <laughs> it wasn't for him. I was like, well, shit. He also disconnected. He just doesn't care about spoilers. In his podcast, he ruined Bad Boys, the last one. What is that, three? He just told the ending to the movie. What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It made me mad when it happened. (laughs) Sorry. I'm glad I watched it before I listened to it. Yeah, I mean, and it was... Is Bad Boys 3 good? I enjoyed it. All right, cool. And it might be my favorite one. That's been like a year. 
but I enjoyed it. Oh, that's it's a bit boy, but, boy, that's a. I said, ask me. I said, ask me in the year. I really enjoyed it. Like the thing that I enjoyed the most about it, and we're on a tangent, but this one felt more story based as opposed to the blow up type stuff from the last two movies. Like I, you could tell they worked really hard. Now the story was a bit crafted and predictable, but it still was interesting that they t- decided to take it that route because the first two movies were not very conducive to having a story. So that's why I enjoyed it. It still had the other stuff too, clearly. But yeah, I'm just gonna ask you on your birthday next year. There you go. That's fun. Uh, I do have one more song to get into. Um, did you have any feelings about this? Uh, the lyrics of this song, Charles. Um, I listened to it three times and wasn't really moved. Okay, so, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Last but not <laughs> least, we have pressure. Featuring the third best verse on this song. Can we talk about that for a second? For Do you really think he had the third best verse on that? Hundred percent. Like, okay, I'm just curious. You, I didn't think this isn't a bad J verse. No, it's not. No, bad it's not at all. I, just I don't Lupe necessarily think really that good. Lupe's. I don't think Lupe's second verse is better than Durst J put on here. I don't think it's that far away. I think Jay's second verse. I think Lupe's first verse is the best verse of the song. Okay. I think Jay's verse is the next best verse. I think the second Lupe's second verse is the. Third verse of the song. Third best verse of the song. Okay. But the gap between two and three is close, and the gap between one and two is wide. That's that's how I... Yeah, that's fair. I'm by no means saying... And I, I didn't say this earlier with the Renegade take. I don't think Jay-Z got killed on Renegade. Eminem just had That's a, the first time I've ever heard you admit that. Because every time oh, we've had this conversation, you said Jay-Z got killed on Renegade. Every time we have every conversation time. is in the context of Nas and Jay-Z battling. So I just got to throw a shot. So that's the shot. I that's throw. fair. <laughs> so that's fine. I can take that. <laughs> it's not about sub- subjectively. Jay Z had great verses on that song, so I wasn't. It's just Eminem's were okay. better, but he did not get killed. Very rarely does a rapper of Jay Z, Eminem, these guys, Caliper, they're not going to get killed on a song nearly ever because they're just too good and they know who they're rapping with. I can't, uh, and I'm sure if you gave me some time, I could think of a really good top tier rapper or at least middle tier rapper that raps with other people. I feel like I can find a verse where Nas got killed, killed but I, I don't see think you can. Nas hop, I don't think I can because I don't know if Nas hops on that many songs. That, I mean, that is Unless true. we're going to talk about the, I mean, unless it's like a remix because, like, the, obviously the Major Look remix is the one in my mind I immediately think of, but it's a remix. And I would so. say he didn't get killed, he just didn't have the best verse. Oh yeah, he, he he lost. He was go compared to the other two. He was severely underwhelming, but he also put out a really good verse in the first song. Right, so it's a remix. Remixes aren't fair. yeah, yeah. yeah. Remixes are a whole different in that context. Of yeah, and as much as I love um, Luda's verse, I don't know that it killed Nas. But go ahead, we've kind of gotten off on a tangent here, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Europe still. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, the first two Lupe verses, obviously he's doing the extended metaphor thing with jeans and sewing. Um, I mean, he just starts out, and so it seems that I'm sewing jeans, and first of 15, it's just a sewing machine, so I cut the pattern, and I sew it seems in. But, and then this, this hustling, and publicly, and Buddy Lee, there's no busting them, and cuffing them is like ushering in a regime, which kind of sets the stage for what he's going to do. The reason I like these verses is he does the mirror thing where he kind of does the references twice. Uh, and that's why I think the second verse is very, very good. So I guess I'll just get into that part because that's that's important to me for this one. Um, at the end of the first verse, he does the 
Maybe a ripper, deliver like river, content a little more thicker, slicker, yeah. And they say oil and water don't mix. Now they all down at the beach watching off the fish. It was Blackbeard till I brought the rock into your ships, which of course is a clever little play because Jay-Z from The Rock is on the song, right? And then he goes to the end of verse two and he already has a, a sly in the family stone flip at the beginning about dragging you down to David Jones' locker, keeping a pirate theme going. And then he goes, um, let me see. So go ahead and pirate the highest cannons make you leak like pirating my sh. It's no sh. It's just sh like quiet and big homies out of retirement, which I thought was kind of cool to pull the sinking ship thing in. And then obviously Jay-Z is the rock in this one and put it all together. Also, the metaphor is just crazy that he's able to pull that together for that long and consistently. So do we need do I need to pull more out of these verses? Because I can. No, I have a theory, though. I can. No, you're good. A little big in the waist, two pocket in the back. You, um, go ahead. Do you feel like that's? Do you feel like he did that intentionally? Hundred, yes. How would he do it by accident? Okay. It just it feels kind of reaches to me. That particular segment, like the first time he did that reference, I understood what he was doing uh -huh. it, but I don't know that he intentionally. At least when I heard it, I didn't get the vibe that he intentionally looped that sequence around to get back to making the pirate reference and then referencing Jay-Z as the verse was ending. I mean, I didn't get that vibe listening to the second verse, and that's where he was going to take it. Oh. But, uh, I mean, because I, I never pulled that until you just said Gotcha. It. So that's that's the question. You know, but I don't know if you think that that's high quality. Literature. I mean, he's really good. He's really good at the mirror thing. So that's you saying it, it kind of makes sense to me now, but I don't know that it's a, it feels reaches to me necessarily. Do you, you're saying you feel like he was reaching or I'm reaching by saying he made those references? Um, I'm not offended. I'm just asking <laughs> for um, clarity. Well, for me, I don't necessarily think he meant to do it intentionally. So it could be seen as you potentially reaching. Mm -hmm. But if you want, to, if you're arguing that you think he did it intentionally, then that's fine. I mean, it's neither here nor there. It doesn't change that it's good. It was done well because I think it was done well. Okay, but fair enough. That's just not Marcus. Right. You're up. You've been smiling and smirking. What you got? Nah, it's it's just a very Lupe verse. All right, so I guess we need to we need to go ahead and have the elephant in the room conversation. Go ahead and say your thing, and then we'll, we'll get into it. Go ahead. I don't have a thing. I don't. Have you don't a have thing. a thing because I feel like I don't have a thing. It, it, and we're kind of mirroring a previous conversation that we had on this podcast. You're saying it's a Lupe thing. Lupe thing is just dope ass verses. Can we just establish that that's what it is? <laughs> like, yeah, he has a lot of references. He does a lot of slick shit with the lyrics. That is his thing. But that's that's his thing. He's just really good at rapping. What are you saying his thing is? What What is the... Because you're saying it with a negative connotation, and I want to know what the connotation is or what you're what you're trying to say is the negative. Referencing himself, putting together a cohesive song. Like, what are we talking about? Mm, don't do that. <laughs> That's what he did. Don't even put it together a cohesive song. That's what he did last round. He was like, look at this okay, verse. Well, let me not he say... starts at the beginning, takes us on a journey, and at the end, it all okay. comes full circle. I agree with damn it. I agree that he clearly can put together a song, yeah. but like when you say it like that, you make it seem like that was the hallmark of his career. And I don't necessarily think that was the case because I feel like it would have been more successful if it was. Oh, I, I not that this is the not that this is a we're claiming the success podcast, but I'm just saying, speaking from that perspective. You broke up a little bit. Can you repeat that last part? Not saying that this is a we're basing this off a success standpoint, but I'm saying the way you you, you said putting us on together in the context of that was a hallmark of what he did in his career. 
in his time frame. I don't necessarily think that was the case. And I think that was part of the reason he kind of struggled at points. And I because I think in theory, a lot of oh, I'm sorry, the theory, some of the flack that Lupe got was that Lupe, Lupe was very technically sound, but people kind of at least from the things I've heard and saw was that Lupe kind of did things where people kind of wonder, hey, you're doing this all and it all sounds really well and it's technically sound, but where are you taking us? In essence, you're just being technically sound for like what's the objective besides to just be technically sound. Okay. I think that's necessarily the difference between Lupe and then Jay-Z and Eminem. Uh, I mean, I, I, I agree with this like successful career part. Cause, and when I say put together a song, I'm talking about the words, which is that I think is partially a hallmark of Lupe is he will put together a, especially in this time frame before he even got further into his Lupe-ness, uh, he will put together lyrically a song that is really, really well-crafted, but yes, putting together a song as far as being able to be commercially viable or being popular to a lot of people in that way. Sure. And I, I think there's more to it than that for why he wasn't as successful as he could have been. Um, and I also want to note he is more successful, I think, than people give him credit for when you look at how many how many rappers are very, very lyrically gifted and then how many of them have a superstar or uh, even words I never said or whatever the case may be. Like he has a lot of yeah. singles that actually went. Because in uh, the and part of the reason I say that him and Joe Budden were having a conversation about label troubles and and the game and how it works, and Lupe was just you know I wasn't treated right and yada yada yada. And Joe had the point of like you got all of them joints, I got a joint, which a lot of rappers would have killed to have five, six, seven successful singles at least to some degree. So I think Lupe's career yeah. arc is a success story. It's just as good of a rapper as he is, you would have hoped he would have gone into a higher tier. So uh, his content does have something to do with it and how he raps. It's The complexity of it makes it a little less accessible for the 11-year-old kid who's going to get his mom to buy an album. Like, that's not, although they like what he represents at the time. So I'll give you that. Yeah. Um Hearing you like explain that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And the whole time I was thinking, like, yeah, I always put in my mind that Lupe and Joe's career is kind of parallel from that perspective. A lot of people do. But now that I sit here and think now that I sit here and think about it, Lupe is so much more like Wale than he is like Joe Budden. Yeah. He's Except a lot like would, Wale. hundred percent. I would even I would even say more that like Wale's big thing is like because of his content, he lashed like they both lashed out and like both and this is blackball to a degree and they both put out stuff that people continue to love that's why they continue to get the respect they deserve even though they continue to lash out yeah so that, yeah i think that's a good perfect parallel so perfect hard. parallel and and yeah. being concerned with why it's not working i think when people are yeah, you have yeah. that much skill and ability and you put it all out there and you do it and you feel like you're being genuine and then you just don't get to go where you think you should go because lupe did the wale thing for a period in his career where he was like i'm gonna stop rapping yeah. it's not working i'm not famous enough blah, blah 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 like he was definitely in the wale zone which i guess all my favorite rappers are that way <laughs> since i also love wale but um, I just want to point out that that whole dynamic with Lupe trying to figure out his place in the game and, you know, whether his success was worth what he was putting into it is the entire point of Allure. <laughs> <laughs> just go. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, Jay speaks for a lot of people. Yeah, no, I, I give you that. Yeah. 
he he picked a experience that is common that pretty much everyone goes yes. through. So Lupe is part of everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. My, that was a very so, good rebuttal, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, there's no other connection that I could go ahead. Say what you so, gonna say, Mark. In having this conversation about lyricists and trying to get towards somewhat of a decision in this whole thing, I think Lupe is clearly wildly technically proficient, has the ability and delivery that you know he can successfully deliver these verses. But his content doesn't resonate to me. And that's my biggest problem with Lupe in the terms of this conversation is that I think Jay's verses resonate more with me personally, even, I mean, not necessarily the M verses that you picked, but a lot more of M's verses resonate with me more than Lupe's do. Are we talking about what I picked or just his songs in general? For for what you're saying as far as what you picked, okay. For what you picked, and okay, and I see the I see what you're saying because Allure has that quality, but that's not necessarily what I was trying to show. I mean, I think Lupe has verses where he discusses, like as we said, him and Wale, they both do it where they talk about stuff that impacts a lot of people. You have the imposter syndrome. You have the I'm working hard. Why is it not working? All of that stuff. And I think they both have songs where they get into that. Um, as far as his content not resonating, when you say content, I think of what he's saying with his songs. And when we look at 2000, 2010, we look at The Cool and we look at um, Food and Liquor. I think the content of those albums are super applicable to the world at the time. And the people that are from places like him. He does the balance of, I was a quote unquote nerdy kid that lived in the hood. I kind of, you know, skirted around on some hood shit and then cut right and then got out of that, which is a experience I think a lot more people have that doesn't get discussed in rap, especially at this time when we were in the midst of we're after 50 is super gangster. That is the, that is what you have to be. And there's a whole, a large swath of, if we just go with African-American youth at the time where they're like, I wasn't out here or trying to sell drugs or, or, or living in a gang neighborhood or really impacted by that stuff, whether you participated or not, not directly, but indirectly I was, and I saw how those things impact. I think all of us can say to different degrees, we have seen the impacts of those things without necessarily being in it. But then we can look at somebody and go, that person was, and I saw what what effect that had on them. I saw what effect it had on neighborhoods with people to look like me. So from a content standpoint, I think that's what I appreciated most about Lupe for what he was trying to say. But I hear what you're saying about relatability. But I think the I think the goal of what they're trying to do is different. Fair. Each of these artists, I think they're trying to do a different thing. They are. So like I picked I think I picked verses from Jay-Z that were more so mission statements because I thought the message was still relevant, still resonated. And so I picked these verses. And I think that's where a lot of Jay-Z's popularity comes from, is these large scale verses where he makes these overarching mission statements over an amazing beat. And you can play it forever. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. That's, I mean, Jay-Z is, 
Jay-Z is the the blueprint, as we say, because he was able to do all of it. He was able to go straight street for a while and then do the the pop, somewhat pop stuff where he's having the singers on the song and then transition to I'm going to talk to you about some stuff. He was able to cover the whole thing while being lyrically gifted. He didn't lose it, whereas a lot of rappers, when they switch over, they start to lose what it is that made them them. So I, I definitely uh, he's Jay-Z. I mean, what are we, you know, what are we talking about? He's Jay-Z. But that, yeah, but the impact on the culture and who you are is not really what we're debating here, because that would be a short conversation. <laughs> There's nobody that's going to beat Jay-Z in that True. arena. No, I just think that the left. No, I think that the making lyrics that last and that stand the test of time is part of Jay-Z's lyricism. Mm-mm. See, I don't know. Maybe it's because of this scenario that we're in, but I just want to like counterpoint. If we listen to Jay Z's old albums, do they not sound old? They do, but I think the lyrics sound applicable. They sound also oh, okay. Like, the applicable, obviously, of some of the saying. references age. Okay, okay, right. All right it's all just right. I feel like that dynasty intro. If you wake Charles up 10 years from now and put it on, I think Charles will feel it much more in a similar way as he felt it when it dropped. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I don't I don't really know that there's a rebuttal for that. I mean, Charles is going to feel how he feels. Um, but you're saying there is a skill in being able to put together lyrics that people connect with and carry with them is what you're saying. Yes, that's all I'm saying. Okay. There's a skill in that. And part of that is definitely preference, you know, because as you said previously, there there are Lupe and M verses that to me still resonate with me and they're going to resonate forever, but it's because of how I felt about them when they came out. So if like, I don't have that relationship with the intro to the Dynasty album. Obviously I listened to it a lot, but I didn't pull something from it that stuck to me. I'm sure there's other Jay-Z songs that did. Lost Ones is one that resonates with me for some reason. I don't know why, but it does. Anytime I hear that, I just feel something in it. Uh, So, I mean, yeah. I I mean, I think that's kind of a hallmark of good rappers. To good rappers on a certain tier. Because a lot of people that can rhyme words, but what you're saying is absolutely applicable you have to do more than rhyme words to be in this conversation so i think we're approaching where we're gonna have to make a a vote here it seems like we are and i don't even know marcus do you have any last words for show me what you got (laughs) actually um before you do that tim um there was just i asked you guys both already the songs you didn't use um what was the one I had for Lupe? Um, American Terrorist. Oh boy! Did you boy potentially? Think oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Okay, that was really high on it the was, list. Okay, that's all I need to know. And honestly, based on how the yeah. for what for what Marcus was going with for how he defended his verses, I'd have used American Terrorist because it has it makes perfect sense today. It still does. Nothing has changed, which is yeah. also super sad. Sadly, it probably will forever. Very, very <laughs> but, sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely considered American terrorists. Um, and that's okay. what, that's the same reason I considered the conflict diamonds thing, because that still applies. It's just people 
yeah, victimizing that, you, you other people. You mentioned that one, so I didn't mention yeah, that. One. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's all yeah. the same so thing one, of what he represents. Look, so that conflict, that conflict violence freestyle is. Jeez. It's what Kanye should have done, you son of a bitch. He made that whole that whole beat is nasty, and you could have yeah. said something. And he goes, You're "No, right, no, no, I'm just gonna make a reference to The Rock and talk about some shit." Kanye is literally the only person that got on that verse, got on that track, and didn't say anything. Of said nothing at all. Everybody else that got on that tr- verse, <laughs> everybody else that got on that song did. And I except for him. yeah, and I didn't remember that. I went back and listened to it. I thought he was on the same and shit I, as everybody else, and then I listened. I was like, "Damn it, Kanye didn't say nothing." Nope. Which is we should have known. And I like his verse. We, yeah, it's a good entertaining <laughs> verse, but that we should have known. <laughs> yeah. It was the seeds of Kanye coming out. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Mm. All right. So you have any last words for Eminem? Any last words for Eminem? I mean, I just I just think Eminem has it all. That's why I've always what you said about verses to resonate. Lyrical ability, technical skill. I can tell a story. I can get introspective. I can just make a club joint. I think he has it all. And he kept it for, not kept it. He lost it and gained it back. At the end of 2010, who of these three, who were the best rappers? I would I would pose that to, to you. At, the, at 2010, if all of them had to battle each other, who's going to win? Or who's going to be one, two, and three? So I got I to gotta give him some credit for being able to keep it. For the record, in 2010, none of these three would ever decide to battle the other. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like in 2002, it's a conversation. Like, that was like, no, there's too much that could actually Yeah, happen. there's no, no nothing to gain here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But yeah. But no, your point stands. Um, I did want to say about Eminem, you mentioned his longevity of what he was doing, and you did mention it enough times that I do have to point out the encore relapse phase did happen. Yeah, uh, he had a drug addiction, all right? I know we don't like to talk about listen, it. Listen, addiction <laughs> is a problem that impacts wow. a lot of people. Uh, it's a psychological Jeez. issue. He talked about why he was dealing with these problems on previous albums. I just want, you know, it's just, you know, I, I commend him for being able to come okay, out of no, it. No, that's fine. I just, just, just for being And like, proof died. And proof died. Yeah. 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 I wasn't like saying like it wasn't right or anything. I just had to put it out there. So I mean, yeah, it's a thing that happened. Everybody dips, including yeah. Jay Z. Go ahead. All right, so I guess we're at vote point, right? Are we at vote point? Yeah. So. All right, we're at vote point. All right, so obviously, I guess I got to vote. I'll vote first. I'm fine with that. <clears throat> I feel like you have to. You've got two people. You got to pick one. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to vote first anymore. Marcus, <laughs> you vote. <laughs> nope. Nope. You already put it out there. You're voting first. Let me let me clarify. What are we voting? Are we voting who we like the best or who we think is the best lyricist? It doesn't matter for me. It doesn't. I Yeah, we, we know it doesn't. Just hey, Lupe Fiasco. All it's right. We're just gonna do it. <laughs> I, 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 just let my own self be true. There's no wrong answers. You are hesitating. The There's no wrong answers in this poll. I already yeah, sent your vote. Point. Huh? You said what? We knew you were voting for Lupe when we started. I know. When we came up with this idea, we knew I was going to vote for Lupe. <laughs> but I thought it was possible. I could have been swayed. Go ahead. 
And then you came on today's episode and started with, yeah, I listened to these songs. It reminded me how great Lupe yeah, is. Yeah, like, oh, you know, that's what came out of this great. <laughs> like, like out the gate. I could have been I could have been swayed, to be honest. I was trying, I could have listened to somebody else and be like, hot damn. But Fair. yeah, I, I came away thinking I was right. <laughs> All right, Marcus. Yeah. I think this is harder for you. It is. It is. I it comes it comes down to once again for me the longevity of M's verses mm-hmm. and there's just in that early phase of his career they just haven't aged well and so sitting in 2020 looking back on a lot of those verses yeah I would take Jay-Z so I vote Jay-Z okay <laughs> Eminem versus having aged well. All right, uh, we can talk about it in the post. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> All right, Charles, um, man of the hour. It was always going to come down to this. Yeah, it probably was. Um, I'm going to just vote for Jay-Z. Um, not for the same reason that Marcus is voting for. I do agree with his point that some of Eminem's songs don't age well, but I'm voting for Jay-Z for the, per- the point that was made earlier about being able to do lyricism and have it be timeless to the point where people are recalling it consistently throughout the duration of their lifetimes. And I think there's one rapper here that does that better than the other two. And I think that rapper's Jay-Z. Boom. That's, uh, that's fine. I feel like Lupe did fine. He made it to the final round. That's all. <laughs> he didn't get washed early. Sure, that's fair. So, um, and honestly, when we... I think, go ahead. Um, no, I'm sorry. I think that, um, and we can talk about this summit post too. I think um, really? don't do that. <laughs> All right. So y'all can't this So Marcus has <laughs> what I'm assuming is the Miami Heat, a small replica of the Heat championship Blair trophy. Brian. Yeah. Okay. He has a small replica of the Heat trophy and is holding it like it's a baby and rubbing it against his face, even though he's not Jay Z. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> No, you want no, my no, victory no. speech? Go for it. Sure, have at it. And then we'll wrap this and go to post. Hove. That's it. That's the whole speech. All right. With that, um, congrats to all the Jay-Z fans listening. We've um based on the voting we did here, Jay-Z has been declared the top lyricist from 2000 to 2010. Um, thank you for tuning in on this first journey of Triangle Nonsense podcast. Um, stay tuned. We're gonna do a post wrap and then We'll see y'all in two weeks with our next topic. Until then, take care. Dynasty.